Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm your host, Emmy Morgan. Um... I wanted to first apologize. I didn't do a show last week. I was actually with my sister and her family. Um, They're going through a rough time right now, and I'm just trying to be there for everybody. Um, My sister, my brother-in-law, my niece and my nephew. Um, They're actually going through a divorce, and you just want to be supportive. You want to be there. You want to make sure everybody is in a good space, you know, and I'm a, I'm a, invested in this um, relationship because, number one, it's my sister, it's my friend's sister, and number two, and I tried to explain this to my sister so that she could understand it, and, and she does, don't get me wrong, she does, she's not a vengeful, evil person, you know, when she told me that they were breaking up, she wasn't like, all right, I don't want you to be friends with Dan. She wasn't like that at all. She was like, she didn't even say anything to the effect. You know, she hasn't said anything. I've slept over his house with the kids there. You know, I've had long conversations with him. And of course, you know, um, I am loyal to her, but I can be friends with him. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's just been hard, and um, I almost feel like, and I joked to them, and I said, you know, I feel like you guys got joint custody of me, you know, because one weekend I'm sleeping over his house with the kids, the next weekend I'm sleeping over her house. Like, this coming weekend, I'm sleeping over her house with the kids. And um, I just, I feel, I feel good. I feel in a good place right now, you know, Um but I just wanted to be there, you know. There was a really dark time in my life in 2013 where I didn't work and I had no job. I had, well, that's what didn't work means, stupid. I had no job. I had no prospects of a job. I was living with my mother. And the thing about my brother-in-law, Dan, is that for me anyway, there hasn't been, and, and you all can relate to this. Have you ever had that friend who is your best friend or your world? You hang out all the time. You know each other, like, inside and out. Then they get into a relationship, and you're just like, oh, well, there goes my friend. Well, in this instance, Dan wasn't having that. Dan knew that Jamie and I grew up together, so he would include me in their happenings. You know what I mean? So... Sometimes he would have somebody else watch the kids and the three of us would go out to dinner or, um, you know, Hey, me and Jamie are going to go out. Do you want to watch the kids? Oh, um, I don't know. He was just always including me and stuff. He even included me in their, his his side of the family's like, um, Christmas Eve party. You know, oh, this is Emily, you know, she's part of our family. Like, he made me part of the family, you know, and not a lot of people do that in relationships. A lot of men feel threatened by their wives' girlfriends, and he wasn't threatened. He wasn't even threatened when I was a gay man, you know, and and you know what I'm talking about when you feel that energy where the person you're dating is at war with your best friend, you know, one of them wants to take claim to you. I learned a long time ago that I'm friends with all of the people that I'm friends with right now. I will not be replaced in their lives. They can have whatever relationship they have, but nobody will replace me in their lives. They will always come to me for advice, for a shoulder to cry on. I can never be replaced in their life. So I don't get angry when I don't talk to my friends. I don't. I don't get sad. I'm not like, 
trying to guilt them into hanging out. I ask, hey, do you want to hang out? And if they say yes, okay, cool. And if we don't end up hanging out, I don't get mad because I cannot be replaced in their life. And Dan didn't want to replace me in Jamie's life. He wanted to include me in Jamie's life. You are her husband and you are her best friend. Or his, his role was I'm her husband and you are her best friend, her, her, her friend's sister. That's who you are. And I always felt like I had a place there. And in 2013, December 2013, I was low. I mean, oof. I contemplated suicide. Like, I really thought about it. Um, I wasn't transitioned at the time. I wasn't even thinking about transitioning. I just wanted a job so that I can get out of my mother's house. And the whole week of Christmas, Dan said, come over, watch the kids, and I'll pay you. Who does that? Who does that? And I'm not putting him up as this martyr, this like, you know, perfect angel of a guy. It's just, that's why I'm so attached to our friend, my friendship with him. And that's why Jamie doesn't question it. She's not like, oh, I don't want you to be friends with him. Like I said, she's never said that to me, ever. And she never would. She's not that type of person. She's not the type of person that if you, if I hate them, you have to too. And I respect and love her for that. So I was dealing with a lot last week and I, um, I do apologize that I didn't do a show. Then this week, holy shit. Um, the Aaron Hernandez thing has blown up. So the topic or the, excuse me, the title of this episode is don't judge a book by its cover. Well, don't judge a book by its motherfucking cover. Here's why. So when Aaron Hernandez first came out, you know a bitch was on. 6'3", Puerto Rican, and that smile. Oh, my God. I was in love with him. Julian Edelman, who? Danny Amendola, who? Like, I was in love with Aaron Hernandez. I was like, one day I'm going to meet him, I'm going to steal him from his outside. Little did I know he was a murdering hothead. And I would implore everybody, if you watch the three-part Netflix ep- um, episode, go back and watch the Hulu two-parter. Or if you haven't watched anything, start at the Hulu two-part and then move to the three-part Netflix. The two-part Hulu series, it was a high overview of everything, but it told you things that the three-part did not tell you. The three-part was like a deep dive. It was very revealing. Let me tell you, sis. But the two-part really had me enthralled. Like, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. So, I'm not going to spoil nothing for you because you all heard the rumors. Aaron Hernandez was gay. Aaron Hernandez, um, what else? Uh, He murdered a lot of people. One person is too many for me, okay? Um, The sad part in all of this, when you boil it down and – Let me just first say this. I am not, I still think he's an attractive man for who he physically was. Inside, scary. Um, The thing about him, and I think everybody needs to remember this, he is, or he was, a father. He was a brother. He was a son. He was also the person who took people's brothers, people's sons, people's husbands, you know, and it's a balancing act between feeling bad for him and feeling disgusted with him. He had so much going on in his life. And what I appreciate about both series is they did not make me feel bad for him. 
I do not feel bad for him. Nor would he have wanted me to, to be honest with you. I understand him. I don't excuse any of his behaviors. I think what he did was wrong. Taking another, putting hands on someone is wrong, but killing somebody is absolutely wrong. And for the dumbest fucking reasons, someone spills a drink on you, you kill them. Someone looks at you funny, you want to kill them. You want to beat them up. Like, fucking ridiculous. But here's the crazy part. There was no hardcore evidence to link him to any of these crimes. Like, there was no one person saying, you know, I have fingerprints of this gun. I have this, that. And what really irks me is people he hung around with. He hung around with this guy, Alexander Bradley. So back in 2012, apparently these two guys were at um, at a club with Aaron, bucked into him, spilled the drink on him, and Aaron was pissed. So Aaron leaves the club. His friend drags him out. Oh, you know, I, we got to get out of here. I don't want you to have a fight. You know, just walk away. Instead of... Okay. So this is me. If my friend gets that way, and let's say, let's just say, we end up seeing those people, I'm going to say, motherfucker, shut the hell up. We're not going to approach them. We're not going to do anything. We're going the other way. We're going to avoid conflict. His, quote, friend, Alexander Bradley, Sees these guys, Aaron says, oh, that's them right there in the car next up, pull up next to him. So instead of saying, Aaron, no, we're not pulling up, this motherfucker, sorry, I keep using this word today, I'm just so angry, pulls up next to him, these guys, rolls down his window and allows what he says allows Aaron to shoot these guys. Then says, Aaron, what are you doing, blah, 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 blah. So then Aaron shoots him. So let me get this straight. You are someone's friend. You see that they are about to make a bad decision and you enable that? Fuck you. No. Those two men could still be alive had that man not pulled up, had he taken another turn, had he done something other than what he did was pull up on them and roll down the window. He shouldn't have done all that. If he thought it was that serious and he had no other choice but to pull up next to them because of the traffic, because of the way traffic, don't roll down the window. Let Aaron's stupid ass get out the car and then leave his ass in the middle of the street. And then come to find out Aaron was afraid of this man retaliating on him, hence why he got security cameras and everything else. In that one situation, I blame his friend. I do. You shouldn't have done that. Don't innate, don't incite anger and violence. Walk away from it. Everyone in Aaron's life was telling him to walk away. His fiance was telling him to walk away. You know, Aaron, you, don't call people things. Call them transgender. No, nah, nah, nah. he was like pissed about having see, this is the thing that was crazy he was such a self-hating person he felt if you act masculine if you have a ton of tattoos like he did if you appear masculine but you are gay that's okay because apparently when he had a conversation with his fiance. He was like, oh, they're just putting their stuff out there. I don't like it. I don't like it. He said it to his mother. He said it to his fiance. And his mother egged him on a bit. Ugh, let me not even talk about her. But his fiance, Shania, was like, or Shanae, I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Um, she was like, they are just people just like you. Stop, stop causing trouble. You see trouble, walk away. 
stop trying to be a hard-ass man. She was on him. I love that about her. But in the two-part series, he did admit to his gay lawyer that he is gay. So, what really pissed me off was um, at the time, I'm not going to, you know what, I'm not even going to mention their motherfucking names. There was a reporter that went on a radio show here in Boston that no longer exists, thank you. And those three thought it was funny to say, oh, he's a, all I know is he's a tight end on the field and off the field, but now he should be a wide receiver. You know what? Homophobic and disgusting. People like that are the reason why there are lesbians and gays and trans people attacked on the street in broad daylight for no fucking reason. This is also a contributing factor as to why he was so violent. Apparently, again, understanding, not excusing, apparently Aaron had CTE, and for all you that don't know, basically CTE is when your brain literally hits the front, hits the back of your skull constantly, constantly. And he got it from football because he was big. He was 6'3". He was, like, the term built like a football player, that's Aaron. But also one of his friends said that he was like a crash test dummy. So people would bump into him. And if you watch videos in the three-part series, you could see his head literally getting slammed in the helmet. So he's got that going on. His father was homophobic when he was growing up. So he had to hide who he was. He was molested by a babysitter, and he had to deal with that. And the, he never sat down with a counselor. He never talked to his dad about it. He was angry constantly. So he was dealing with being molested. He was then dealing with, okay, I'm, I'm act, I actually enjoy men, but I was molested. So that means I consented to this. So he was dealing with all of that, his sexuality. He was dealing with trying to appear very masculine. He had gay lovers on the side, apparently. And he was just a hothead to the extreme on top of the CTE. Again, explains him. I don't excuse him one bit for any of the actions that he did. But that was my... Saturday. I mean, I just like dove into it. And oh, it was so, it was like watching like makings of a murderer. You know what I mean? Like, how did this man who had such a future ruin it all? And you just see step by step how he did it. And you're just like, wow. You had so much going for you. And you just couldn't get your shit together. Um, and Fun fact, I created the term hashtag Hernandezing on Twitter. If you don't believe me, type in hashtag Hernandezing and go to the very first entry. Scroll all the way down. You'll see I created the term. Now, at the time, I created the term because I was so in love with him, and I wanted his team to go to the Super Bowl, the New England Patriots, in 2012. And then everybody else tried, used it as, you know, a means of, you know, putting your shirt on and having your hands cuffed behind your back. But I created the hashtag. I just want everybody to know that. That's my only claim to fame. My claim to fame is that I created hashtag Hernandezing. Oh, my God. Fuck my whole life up. That tweet did not age very well. <laughs> And then a, a year later, this guy, he he sent me a message. He's like, look what you started. And I'm like, ugh. So 
yeah, it's just, it was crazy just seeing somebody go from the top, from the bottom to the top to the bottom again, like lower than the bottom, you know. Um, I just felt bad for everybody involved. And, um, and, you know, part of me sides with his fiance, you know, her sister had loved Aaron. And when she met Odin Lloyd, that was her man. And when Aaron was accused of killing him, she sided with her man's family. But her sister was like, she was ride or die with me for years. She was ride or die with Aaron for years. And she just met this guy recently, and she's going to go on his side? Not that there should be a side in something like this. If I was her, I just want to know the truth. I would just want to know the motherfucking truth. I would go up to him and I'd say, did you murder my boyfriend? And if he said no, I would believe him because up until then he hadn't lied to me. And if he said, you know what, I did it, which he probably would never say if he actually did it. You know, I'm a trustworthy bitch. I really am. If I catch you in a lie, I will never believe anything you motherfucking say. I won't. Because if you lied to me once, then you you didn't lie to me before. I just didn't catch it. And it really tears at me because I don't lie to people. I kind of sometimes skirt around the truth, and then eventually I tell them the truth. I'd be like, look, this is what I'm going through. Or, you know, this is how I really feel. But sometimes you get caught in a moment, and you're just like, ugh, what do I do? Do I tell them they look stupid in this house? I'd be like, girl, um, I think you should wear the blue dress. And then afterwards, when you tell me, you know what? I returned that gray dress. Oh, good girl, because that gray dress made you look stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I want it back. Like, I don't want to be up here like Kanye West having yes people. My friends, the friends around me now, they'd be like, girl, your wig is on weird. Fix your wig. Bitch, what are you wearing the pink lipstick for? One of my friends at work, she was like, huh, you look better in red lipstick. I'm like, Bitch, what are you talking about? You ain't got nothing positive to say. And then I got to my desk and I was like, oh, my God, this pink lipstick looks horrible on me. So I went back up to her. I go, bitch, why didn't you tell me? I look like a fucking idiot with pink lipstick. She was like, I tried to tell you you look better with red. I said, bitch, you should have said, hooker, you look stupid with pink lipstick. I would have got the motherfucking point. But that's how I am with my friends, and that's how my friends are with me. I've done that purposely. I surround myself with strong personalities. And I know for a fact we're going to clash. I don't give a fuck if we clash. That is my ride-or-die friend. My friend Evan, he and I got into it. But he's still my friend. We got into it for two years. He's still my friend. I love him to death. I so like I said, I surround myself with people with strong personalities. I don't have time for people that, oh, you're so wonderful, you're so great, kiss my ass. No. Even the people that prop me up, they're in a second ready to say, you know what, I love you, but you're getting out of hand. That's what I love about my friends. And I don't think I appreciated that in the past. I let me rephrase. I know I did not appreciate that in the past. I do today. Seeing some of these people, let me tell you something. If my friend, if I was in Aaron Hernandez's shoes and my friend had to pull me away, and I'd be like, oh, yo, there go these people. My friends would be like, so? What you going to do, bitch? You better walk on. We're going in the opposite direction. My friends would pull me in the opposite direction. I got not one friend that would pull up next to them and be like, do your thing, girl. Not one of my friends would do that. I don't have one friend like that. So it baffles me when I hear stuff like this. 
it baffles me when I, I see people just like not calling Kanye out for his shit. It baffles me when I hear things from Donald Trump and nobody advises him. Nobody calls him out just because he's a president. Don't motherfucking what? He ain't God. He's wrong. He can be wrong. Only person that's ever right and perfect is God. Everybody else has has room to improve. So I don't I don't care how hurt I feel in the moment. I need to hear the truth. And I only take that from my friends. People I care about. If you're a stranger and you got something to say to me, fuck you. I don't I don't value your opinion. Who are you? But people that have known me since I was 10, people that have known me for five years, people that have known me for a year, yes, I value your opinion. Of course I do. People that I just started to talk to every day for a month, I might value their opinion too. Because I talk to them so frequently. But these perfect strangers that want to roll up and say shit, bye. Gave your opinion. Take your opinion and shove it up your ass because I don't want to hear it. Sorry if I sound angry today. I'm just like, listen, I've been listening to Alanis Morissette a lot from the 90s because my sisters and I are going to her concert in June or was it July? I don't remember. But I'm like, I'm like, I love Alanis Morissette in the 90s. She spoke the motherfucking truth. Damn, I keep saying that. Stop saying that. Okay. I've never said that word more than I have today, like, in my whole life. Anyway. Um, I want to mention Jaquel. Jaquel. I have a problem with names lately. Jaquel um, Gordon. He's, if you look up VH1 Jaquel Gordon on Instagram, he has this show called Underwear Talk where he talks truth in his underwear about himself, about celebrities, about the community, the black community, about just like things in general. Um, this boy, <laughs> he, I, I'm a little speechless. So how I got onto him, someone with a fake account DMs me saying that they were him, but tagged him in their profile. So I followed the profile. I'm like, dude, you're fake. Why would you put whatever? So I started talking to Jaquel through his, you know, post, you know, he would post stuff and I would like respond and he would respond, whatever. And um, he did this underwear talk, right? First of all, if you look at him, you're like, oh, he's cute. He's like, like he's a little light skin. He's like milk chocolate. He's not like dark chocolate. He's milk chocolate, kind of like me. Maybe a little lighter than me. Sorry, that's my neighbor moving stuff. I don't, whatever. Um, so and he's got a beard, and he's cute, you know, he really is cute, and he's got this, like, vibe, like, if he, like, if you saw him in the club, you'd be like, damn, he's cute, he got a good swag, you know what I mean, so, <laughs> this man, he's like, yo, I'm sexy, I'm, I know I'm fucking sexy, and he stands up, and he's got, you know, a little bit of a belly, he used to work out. He used to have the six-pack, but he let himself go. But he's not, like, fat. He's, like, thick. I don't know how to describe it. He's, he's like, and it's weird because you can still see his abs. Even though his belly isn't flat, you can still see his fucking abs. It's crazy. But he's still cute as hell. And he's got, like, you know, like I said, a little bit of a Buddha belly, whatever. This... <laughs> This man turns around. I have never seen a butt on a man before like that. It was, it, it's 
I, like, (laughs) like it made me blush. And I was like, oh, like when I was like watching the video, his, he's got like a Nicki Minaj butt, but he's, he's a, he's a straight man. Like I've never seen that on a straight man. He turned to the side. I was like, his butt is so nice. Like, I, it's like a badonkadonk. It's not even like, like, that guy, John, John uh, Schumer, Stumheimer, um, he's got a bubble butt. It's like cute and, and perky, but Jock, oof, Lord. It, it almost looks like a Kardashian butt. And his, he said it's real. Like, why would a man get butt implants? Like, for real. That does, and he's straight. That, does, that wouldn't make sense. His butt is ridiculous. I have never seen anything like this. I, oh, my Lord. Whew. Good teeth, a cute face, and a bubble butt. Mm. He can rub my credit up. I'm serious. No, <laughs> just playing. <laughs> but um, the thing I like about him is he he discusses stuff that typical straight men that are of color do not discuss. And he said, you know, the first video he did, he was like, don't worry about if I'm gay. Don't worry about if I'm attracted to this person, that person, whatever care about yourself, you know, he just went off, and I was like, yes, yes, I've been waiting for someone of color to just, I want the cisgender heterosexual community, especially the black community, to be more vigilant for the LGBTQ plus community, we need more allies, we need more vocal people, because we keep saying it, you got people like Hope Giselle, who is spreading her message, and she's a strong black trans woman who, she's an author, she has a podcast, she's putting her hands in everything. This bitch, let me tell you, she defines the trans activist. You know what I mean? I don't consider myself a trans activist. I don't think I'm an activist when I say stuff. You know, I, I'm not out there marching or or doing all the other things that most trans activists do. But let me tell you something. Hope does. Hope will say something, and then she'll give an example of how she implemented that. She's not one of these people who's clout chasing, who's saying stuff just to get, you know, a little bit of fame. She doesn't care about that shit. And that's why I like her. She's so real. And, oh, I just love the way she spreads her message. And she's positive. And, you know, sometimes people say, you know, oh, I don't get you or or why are you so angry? And she posts that. And it's like, Bitch, of course we're going to be angry. Y'all killing us left and right. And nobody's talking about it. The average cisgender heterosexual person does not talk about trans people being murdered. They talk about us being, you know, oh, I can tell that one's trans. Or, oh, um, I know I work with a trans person. Or... I saw one in the store, or my friend's relative is trans. Nobody talks about our stats. Nobody talks about the fact that we're murdered mostly by black men, you know? Uh, Nobody talks about the fact that we get fired from our jobs and most of us have to be sex workers. Nobody's talking about that shit. And Hope is, and she's, she's the truth, and I love her. And Y'all her book, Becoming Hope, Removing the Disguise, 
is in Tarjay, okay? So go pick it up. Thank you. And you can also pick up my book. It's not in Tarjay, but you can also pick up my book. Don't say that you can't pick up two books. You got enough room in your wallet for both, okay? And I am not against promoting my sister who is doing her thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not against it at all. She's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing. We can... There's room enough in this world for all of us. I, I try to promote my sisters. I try to promote my trans brothers. Anybody who, who has a message, I try to promote you. Because I believe in people and I believe in helping people. And the thing about it is when you help someone else, you have no idea how that makes them feel. You know? Um, yeah, I just... It's not about getting it back. It's about how, making them feel better, you know? So um, that's my girl, Hope. Um, how did I get on that topic? <laughs> I'm, I'm all over the place today. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm fired up. Like, oh, it's been a week. Last week was so stressful, and I don't know why. Um, since last year, I'm doing this annual thing, um, it's not a thing, I shouldn't say that, that, that minimizes what I'm doing. Since last year, let me start over, since last year, I have been taking a vacation day on Martin Luther King Day because my company doesn't give it to me, and just preparing myself for Black History Month. I think now more than ever, I am more proud to be different, more proud to be Black. It doesn't mean I'm anti-everything else. I am just proud to be in my skin. I'm proud to have my skin color. Even though some people aren't very accepting of me, the thing I learned a couple years ago is I have to love myself before I let somebody else love me. And I've been working on that for the past couple of years. And one of the things I do is on Martin Luther King Day, I try to, you know, get in touch with who I am as a black trans woman. I really try to dive deep into that. And even more so during February. So this is like just the beginning, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to focus on Monday. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to spending the day with myself and focusing in on who I am as a person. Um, trying to think what else is going on. Um, last week I had an interview. You should all listen to it, or was it the week before? I don't remember. I'm getting, listen, I'm getting my weeks confused. I'm like all over the place. I'm sorry. Um, but it was with actor, writer, director. Armin and Nasiri, and I love the vibe that that we had, like the the chemistry we had when we were talking. It was really good. I um I enjoyed that. So go back and listen. Um, back to I want to kind of circle back and end things with the title of this. Don't judge a book by its motherfucking cover, bitch. So. If you want to, um, this title came to me while, you know, I was dealing with my sister's divorce, you know. It's funny. They had everything. They had the house. They had the marriage. They had the two kids, boy and a girl, two dogs, two cats. You know, both of them had careers. When I was younger, and I mean younger in the head, 
But damn, I want that. I'm so envious. I'm jealous. When is this going to happen for me? And now that I look back, I'm like, they had it all, but it didn't work out. So I said to myself, and this was like a couple of days ago, I said, bitch, stop being, no, this is what I've been saying to myself for the past couple of years too. Sorry, it wasn't just yesterday. I just had the realization yesterday or, or a couple of days ago. But bitch, stop being envious of other people's lives and be proud of your glow up. In 2013, I was my lowest, my lowest girl. And now in 2020, I'm light years away from where I was. And I I need to celebrate that. It took me a long time to get this mentality. And, And I mentioned it before. Even like, like Jonathan Scott, huge crush on him. The two times he's had a girlfriend since I first discovered who the hell he was. The first time he had a girlfriend, oh, I was so miserable. I was like, oh, I wish it was me. Oh, my God. I'm so envious. I just want to marry him. And then he got with this new girl, Zoe Deschanel. And let me tell you, the new me, happy as shit for him. I see him posting, and I'm just so happy for him. And, like, the smile on his face, not that he wasn't smiling before, but it's just like I'm so happy, and I can sense a different energy in this relationship than in his last. I'm just so happy for him. When I have crushes on guys that aren't famous, the same thing. Like, I am so happy for them. Well, except for one. <laughs> you know, a bitch can be a little bit petty. <laughs> um, I have this one work crush, and people are, like, dogging her so bad. The guy that – or the girl that he's with, they dog her so bad, and I'm just like, oh, well, he could be with me. <laughs> you know, he could be with me. But – other than that, I'm like so happy for people. And the thing about and another thing I realized there's a reason why I'm not with that guy. Like maybe he's abusive. Like let's let's keep it real. Maybe he's abusive. Verbally, mentally, physically. Maybe if we got together, even though I have this huge crush on him, we wouldn't work out. Because we don't have the same common interest. Maybe he would treat me horribly because he doesn't appreciate or respect me as a human being. I don't know why we're not together. But I know God knows why. And so I no longer get jealous if I see, you know, guys that I've crushed on with other people. I no longer get envious of other people's relationships. Even when I see somebody driving the car of my dreams in the house of my dreams, I don't get jealous of them because I have no idea what they did to get there. I don't know what they've struggled with or if it was handed to them by mommy and daddy. I don't know their story, so I don't get jealous anymore. I do not. Fuck that. I don't have time to be jealous of other people when I'm trying to work on getting myself better. I need to be jealous of myself. I need to say, damn, look at, look at you. Look at you, bitch. Look at where you are. That's what I need to, I need to compare myself to the old me and, and celebrate that over being jealous of somebody else and their happiness. Cause I have no idea what their story is. I don't have any idea how they got there, what they had to struggle to get there. And who knows? They might be jealous of me. Uh, Okay. Let's keep it real. So 
Um, yeah, the only thing that I could think of ending it on a, because you know I do like to have like a little silly positive note type of deal. Um, there's <laughs> there's this boy. His name is um, Trevor. Is it Trevor Franklin? I can never figure out what his actual name is. All right, let me look him up. It is Trevor Franklin. Okay. T.W. Franklin 111. So he is in New York. He's a personal trainer. Super cute. He put up this post of him. Um, he's like, it's like a mirror selfie. And I think he put something like, oh, how did he put it? Something like body by pizza or something like that. And this boy's got, like, rippling abs and blah, blah, blah. He's got so much hate for it. So much hate. Like, people are coming at him left and right. Like, you didn't get this body by pizza. There are people with real problems and you're blah, blah, blah. So he had to put up this post. To anyone dealing with body dysmorphia or maybe lacking self-confidence, Reach out to me because I've been there. Hell, everybody has been there. We all have our demons. No need to go through it alone. He was getting so much hate, and people were calling him out and calling him an idiot, calling him a fraud, saying he was, like, stupid, saying he was, you know, dumb, and just, like, all of this stuff. And I called him out. I had to put him on blast. And I said, Trevor, why do you keep posting all the, the bad stuff and you don't post any of the love? He liked the comment. But let me tell you something. If you scroll back on Trevor's timeline on Instagram, you will see he did side-by-side comparisons. There was a time he was on steroids. And he's not anymore. And he'll post, steroids, not on steroids. This man is honest. He went through body dysmorphia. He went through a phase where he didn't like himself. These people are judging, and it's going back to the original title. Don't judge a book by its motherfucking cover, bish. These people see a guy who's got a nice body right now and think, you're being flippant. They have no idea what he's gone through. They don't know his story. Nobody's asked him, what do you mean by that? Nobody said, you don't know his, they don't know his story. They have no idea. He's got such a thick skin. He laughed at some of the comments that person that called him idiot. He goes, yep, I am. Like he, Damn. Damn. And guess what? He's like 23 years old. He looks like an actual Ken doll. He's got blonde hair. He's tall. Abs for days. And it, his butt is nice, but it's not like overly big. It's like a cute little bubble butt. Like, I'd say like a one palmer. Like you can fit one, one whole hand around one cheek. And then the other cheek would have another. So it's like if you, like, slap him on the butt and you want to get both cheeks, you have to use both hands. But he is so sweet and funny, and I just, it makes me cringe seeing how people talk to him. Like, they don't know. They have no idea. There's this one guy. His name is Dane Johnson. And today, Dane Johnson is tall muscular, bubble butt, beautiful smile, perfect hair, perfect teeth. He has a girlfriend. He looks amazing. A couple of years ago, at 6'2", or however tall he is, he was like 90 pounds, ready to die, so skinny, in the hospital, in chronic pain. 
people don't know that until they look at his profile and see that this man was suffering and he worked his ass off, battled the opinion of doctors, and he became what he is today. But people don't see that when they look at him. They see him now. They don't ask him what his journey was. And I'm so sick of people in today's society thinking that they can say things and do things that are inappropriate and judging people and that they're never wrong. You have no idea what that person's going through. Shut the fuck up if you don't know. Damn, I sound angry. I'm listening to myself. Damn. Okay, stop. stop, 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 stop. Be positive. Be positive. Okay. So, um, yeah, follow Trevor. He's a cutie patootie. Show him some love, please, not hate. I want, I want him to be posting about, reposting about all the love people give him. You know, celebrities post too much hate when they get it, and they need, I think it's because not a lot of people are telling celebrities, oh, my God, I loved you in this movie. Oh, my God, I love you in this thing. They're always coming at them with, you look stupid, you're ugly, you're fat, you're this, you're that. And that, those are the responses that they get. So those are the responses they're posting. But if we do the opposite and show them more love than hate, I wonder if we would start seeing these posts about how people love them, how people like their performance, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. We can only try it, right? So anyway, um, damn, I'm sorry for this episode being so dark. I, I, um, listen, we all have one, that one dark moment. Jane Jackson had the velvet rope, right? (laughs) That was her dark moment. Minus this episode. Whatever. I'll be more cheery next week, okay? Um, thank you for listening as always. Um, hit me up anytime. Uh, Real Emmy Morgan on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And also check out my blog, realemmymorgan.blogspot.com. I haven't posted about some of the recent things that I've watched and stuff, but I'm going to go there now and do it. Thank you all. Love and appreciate you. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.